that the science is on our side, uh, the truth, uh, uh, the facts. So we just have to explain that to the population. And that's why I believe that people against the lockdowns, uh, uh, will, that, that support will grow. Uh, we just need more time. And I believe that, you know, there's a common sense out there. Maybe the common sense is not that common these days, but it will become the real common sense. And people understand that lockdowns or no lockdowns, there's no difference. We will have to live with that uh, virus. And, um, and that, that's the fact. Maxi Bernier, how are you? Nice to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be with you. I've interviewed you a couple times at different protests. It's nice to have somebody come into the studio. First thing I want to get right into is the federal mandate of vaccine passports. We know Quebec is implementing them very soon. Can I get your overall thoughts on this? And tell me, should we have seen this coming? Um, was this inevitable? How do you feel about all this? Yeah, first, uh, you know, the Quebec government, you're absolutely right they will impose a vaccine passport the 1st of September. So that will create two classes of citizens, the vaccinated ones and the unvaccinated ones. And for us, it's not a, it's not a, a, a society that we want to live in. Uh, that's a discrimination. Uh, that's a kind of a communist uh, system. And actually, some people will have some privileges and other won't. So in Quebec, they said that if you want to go to a restaurant or a baseball game, you, you will have to have your two uh, shots of uh, the vaccine and you'll have to show your vaccine passport. So it's a kind of a show me your papers society. We are against that. We are the only national political party against a vaccine passport, against lockdowns, and it's not new for us. I believe in freedom and personal responsibility. So, uh, and that's illegal. Uh, that will be, uh, we will fight that. Uh, and our goal is to have more people. Actually, uh, we will have a big uh, event in Montreal uh, soon against that vaccine passport. And I believe that more and more people will be on our side because they understand that when they, they are, the goal is to divide the population. And when you're doing that, um, you know, it's not, it, it, you're not in a democratic country anymore. So our, we have the rights, the constitutional rights to do what we want to do. And I'm saying no to vaccine passport, no to a mask mandate, no to lockdowns. And actually in the next federal election, uh, that may be called soon, we will uh, have a platform that is speaking to Canadians and based on strong free freedoms principles. Now, in places like Florida, where they've made legislation against mandates, Ted Cruz is trying to make a, a federal bill there. Doug Ford has said in Ontario that business owners can make vaccine passports required if they want. They can use a federal one if they want. Would you be in favor of making a ban on mask mandates or vaccine passport mandates, or would you still want to leave it up to businesses to decide? No, no. Uh, I really uh, looked at what the governor of Florida did, DeSantis, and that must be a ban. The a private uh, business or uh, must not have the right to ask somebody uh, to show their private health information. 
you know, that's private. And actually, it won't change anything because we know now with the science that, you know, you, if you have the two shots of the vaccine, you can have COVID-19 and you can also spread COVID-19. So what is the point of having that vaccine passport if everybody can spread the virus? There's no logic there. And actually, I, we don't want uh, private businesses to impose a, vac a vaccine passport. It must be like in Florida right now, the governor said, you know, you don't have the right to do that. And it, it would be, uh, it is illegal in Florida if you ask your customers, your clients, to show their private health information. And we know now in schools, they're sending the kids back with masks. I think it's kindergarten to grade 12. So basically everybody, do you have thoughts on this? Do you think that we should, I mean, admittedly, of course, the transmission level and the death rate for children is extremely low. I would advocate that they don't even need vaccines, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, do you have an opinion on that? Would, would that be something you would want to uh, put a stop to if you were in charge as well? Yeah, I'm not a medical expert. But what I know, I, I'm looking at the statistics and the data. After more than one year, we have all that information. And I'm looking at the, the statistic coming from Statistic Canada. And if you're under 18 years old, you have more chances of dying for, from the seasonal flu than from COVID-19. So uh, that's, that's why also I decided myself not to have the vaccine because I'm 58, I'm in shape, but the most important, uh, my chances of dying from COVID-19, if I have COVID, it's only 0.5%. So, so <laughs> I have 99.5% chances of surviving from COVID-19. Uh, that's why I decided not to take uh, that uh, vaccine. But that being said, younger people that don't have any comorbidities um, have a low risk of dying from COVID-19 uh, in line with the statistics. And also, uh, they, they cannot transmit, uh, they cannot uh, spread the virus like uh, older people. So that's why I believe that kids must be able to go to school in person without uh, a mask mandate. I agree. And an another thing I wanted to ask you was, do you think the go federal government should be promoting healthiness more, more physical activity? I mean, from what we've seen to them, it's stay away from each other. <laughs> and there's been no uh, promotion of going outside and getting physical activity, getting exercise in, when outside is the safest place from the virus. Yeah. Um, I think you will not find a study that says uh, more than 0.1% of outdoor transmissions are responsible for COVID uh, infections. So would you, would you be in favor of some sort of program or just some sort of you know, ad campaign promote, promoting more healthiness? Because as you said, there's so many comorbidities. I know in the US, it's an average of four per yeah. person that dies. Obesity, people who are uh, very obese are the ones that are in hospital the most. Mm -hmm. Most, would you be in favor of promoting more healthy alternatives? But absolutely, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit bizarre that during COVID-19, uh, provincial governments decided to close gyms. Mm -hmm. And th these gyms must be open, and, and actually people must be able to do some sport. Uh, yes, uh, you need to eat well, do some sport, uh, manage your stress. Uh, but uh, yeah, I believe that we must do that instead of uh, locking down the populations. 
you know, the, the cure is worse than the disease right now. And we have the statistic, we have the data. So that's why, you know, I'm saying when I'm doing rallies that the science is on our side. Uh, the truth, uh, uh, the facts. So we just have to explain that to the population. And that's why I believe that people against the lockdowns, uh, uh, will, that, that support will grow. Uh, we just need more time. And I believe that, you know, there's a common sense out there. Maybe the common sense is not that common these days, but it will become the real common sense. And people understand that lockdowns or no lockdowns, there's no difference. We will have to live with that uh, virus. And, um, and that, that's the fact. Uh, COVID-19 is there. So, but at the same time, we need to protect the older and the most vulnerable. We didn't do that. 80% of the deaths in Canada are in uh, older people with comorbidities. So that's the most important. Um, I know that they're pushing the vaccine for everybody, but on that, we believe that every Canadian must be able to decide freedom, freedom of choice, must be able to decide if they want the vaccine or not with the right information, informed consent. That's very important. So that's our position. And I'm looking forward to debates uh, against the other establishment leaders during that campaign, because I believe that I will be on the stage and that will be that will be very different because you will have the People's Party of Canada, myself, and all the other establishment politicians that have the same point of view on COVID-19, lockdowns, uh, uh, vaccine passport, uh, we can go on, uh, you know, climate change. Uh, so we'll have a very distinct uh, position on every important issues. And that will help us because the big challenge that we have as a new political party, it's to be known. Uh, I understand that about maybe 50% of the population don't know that we exist. So me being part of the national debates during the campaign will help to promote our party. And I believe that we'll do very well. I want to talk to you about those debates. I'm glad you brought it up. Last time we saw you on the debate stage, most of the attacks Specifically, I remember from Jagmeet Singh, we're calling you racist and all these other things. Do you predict that will happen again? Or do you think that, I think that argument pretty much sets sail with everything that happens from the last election yeah. till now. Yeah. Do, you, do you expect that? What kind of attacks do you expect? Or do you maybe expect a, a friendlier Jagmeet and Justin Trudeau? No, I expect they will attack us. Uh, I hope they will do that on our policies. That's, that's the most important. Uh, but they cannot say that uh, this party or I'm personally a racist because it's not true. And, and you just have to read our platform. And actually, I'm suing right now Kinsella that worked with the Conservative mm -hmm. Party of Canada. It has been paid $22,000 a month to discredit our party. And I'm suing him. We'll have our judgment. Uh, before the end of this month. And I can tell you that uh, I will win that case and that will be behind. Uh, actually, uh, our opponent tried that and that was <clears throat> some, some kind of efficient at the last campaign. But now people know more about the PPC. And I'm saying to people, go on our website and read our platform on every subject. And you see that we are for Canadian first, all Canadians, we don't do any uh, uh, identity politics or racial politics 
or pandering to special interest group. We are doing politics for all Canadians and we are putting this country first. That's why I call the People's Party of Canada a smart populist party. And, uh, and I believe and I hope that the attacks will be on our platform and I'm ready for that. Now, can you explain to people, that was a big story last year with the, I don't, I don't want to say anything that, uh, that it might be incorrect. Do you want to explain to people what exactly happened? Um, Kinsella was paid or paid somebody else to, to, to spread these rumors about you. Do you want to uh, let everybody know who might not be familiar with that? Yeah, so, so Kinsella is a political activist mm -hmm. here in Toronto. And uh, before the last election, before 2019, the Conservative Party of Canada uh, hired him and, and the, the party, the Conservative Party, paid him $22,000 a month to discredit us, to discredit our party. And, and, and his goal was to do fake news about us uh, and saying that we are racist because of our position on immigration. Our position on immigration, it's simple. We want to have more skilled immigrants and fewer immigrants uh, on the total. So 150,000 a year. We don't believe in mass immigration. And now that's what we have here in Canada, mass immigration. For Trudeau, we will have 400,000 immigrants this year. And the huge majority of them are coming on the reunification of family and refugees. We want more people that will come here, that they will have a job, and they will be able to integrate our society, but fewer immigrants, 150. So that's our position. That was our position at the last election. That's our position for this election. That's the same platform on immigration. So Kinsella used that and, and, and discredited us, and he was saying, oh, because we want fewer immigrants, we may be a racist party. But we're not. I can tell you that we had people from different faiths that were running for us, uh, Jewish, Muslim people, uh, black people, white people, everybody. And because we don't do any uh, identity politics, and these people uh, believed in our party. So I was proud with uh, our candidates, and I can tell you that this time we are looking for a full slate of candidates. So there's 338 writings in this country. We want to have 338 uh, candidates because we want to give the opportunity to every single Canadian to be able to vote for their values, to be able to vote for the PPC. We believe in individual freedom, personal responsibility, respect and fairness, and we are doing politics differently. So if they're tired of all the other options, they can come on our side and they will come. So what happened with the Conservative Party of Canada and that guy Kinsella, they were afraid of us because we were and we are true conservative party. We believe in real conservative values, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, uh, individual freedom, a smaller government that will respect the constitution, that will respect taxpayers, more autonomy to provinces. So. And they were afraid of our platform, so they wanted to discredit us, so, and, and uh, they used Kinsella to do, to do it. But that's why I'm suing him, and I can tell you that I will win that. So all that racist uh, narrative that the Conservative Party of Canada used against us won't be efficient. I will have a judgment, I will win that case, and that's behind us. But actually, it's not the first time when you have a new political party that your opponents are trying that card. 
uh, I spoke with Preston Manning just after the last election in 2019. And he told me, Maxime, it's too bad what your opponents and the Conservative Party of Canada did to you. That was not true. But actually, they did the same thing to me as the leader of the Reform Party. The first election, when I started the Reform Party of Canada, they were saying that my party is a racist party. But I can tell you they, that they were not able to do the same thing at the second election because that was not true. So what he told me in 2019, he said, that was a tough election for you because of your opponents. They didn't want to have a discussion on your platforms. They discredited you. But the next election, it won't happen because it's not true like it didn't happen with the Reform Party at the second election. And I believe that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm, I'm waiting for that election to, to be called. And I can tell you that I will travel across the country, speak on our platform, and will grow our support. That would be a positive campaign for us on ideas. Yeah, I think when that news came out, a lot of people who were conservative voters may have, that was probably the start of, of losing a little bit of faith. We fast forward this many years forward, and now I don't see the conservative party, you know, speaking up against lockdowns, freedom of speech, uh, the whole internet censorship bill, which I want to get to. But I wanted to ask you about the immigration policy. You were the only party who suggested a reduction in, uh, in immigration. Why do you think the other parties are so stringent? Even the Conservative Party, they don't want to talk about it. They just want to quietly keep it the same. They don't want to reduce it at all. Why do you think all the other parties completely agree on this topic? Why do they want that level? Is there, a, uh, is there math behind this? Is it to increase the population, to increase the, the but, economy? What do you think it is? But, but <clears throat> for them, it, it's political. They're doing that uh, to pander to these immigrants. They want to have the support. So when you increase the number of immigrants coming under reunification of family, reunification of family, it's uh, a skilled immigrants that is coming here because uh, an entrepreneur was not able to find a Canadian for that job. So, and it was allowed to go and find for uh, an immigrant to do it. So we call that an eco economic immigrant, a skilled immigrant that is coming here, he has the right or she has the right to have uh, to ask for her mom, her, uh, dad, uncle mm -hmm. to come here. And that's on the reunification of family. So our immigration policy must be based on the need of our, the, our economic needs. And that's the most important. So that's not that. So all these people are coming. So what, why they want always more and more, the conservatives, the liberal, the NDP, because they want to have the vote. It's a question of vote and support. So, and, uh, and a lot of immigrants are asking for having their, their parents with them here in Canada. Uh, we, we, uh, and they don't have a job when they're coming here. That's a cost for the society. So they're doing that to pander and to have votes. And they're not looking at the long-term impact in this country. So we love this country. We like this country. And I hope this country will stay like that. I understand that it's a diverse country. And that's great. You know, uh, the culture of Quebec is not the same of the culture, culture in, uh, in, in Alberta. So yes, and, and that's why we want to keep that country like that in 25 years. That's why we need to have a debate on immigration. Now it's mass immigration. And Trudeau said that our country is the last post-national country with no core identity. I don't believe that. I'm proud to be Canadian. I was the 1st of July in Ottawa. I was the only leader of a national party to celebrate our country, to celebrate our culture, to celebrate our heritage. And I'm a proud Canadian. And, um, 
And it's, it's too bad that the other leaders didn't want to celebrate uh, our country, our country history. So yes, in the past, we did some bad things, but we must be proud of who we are as Canadians. And so the immigration policy is there to buy votes, uh, mass immigration, and, um, and it's always more and more diversity. Like Trudeau uh, liked to, to say, he, he believed in the, the cult of diversity. More and more and more diversity. Uh, you know, I'm not against diversity. I'm against always more people, always more diversity. This country is a diverse country. Let's celebrate it. But I don't want the government to use my money to celebrate uh, the Chinese New Year. If, if the, the Canadian Chinese community want to do it, if they want to do it, they can do it without government money. And, you know, I want the government to promote what unites us not what divides us. So that's the, the very important difference with us and all the other establishment political parties. So that being said, uh, they all want more. And I believe that the first thing is they don't want to have the debate about our country. They want to please um, uh, some immigrants community. And they're doing that to pander and to buy votes. We, we don't do that, like I said in the beginning. For me, when I'm speaking with somebody, and I think you can see a video of that on, on, uh, on the internet, I was speaking with a Canadian from Chinese origin, and I told her, for me, you're not a Chinese Canadian. You're a, you're a Canadian, that's it. And the lady said, yes, I came here because I wanted more freedom, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Canadian, and I'm a proud Canadian. So for me, you're not a Chinese Canadian or, or Pakistanese Canadian. You're a Canadian. And we don't do any discrimination. But, the, but they're doing that to buy votes. For example, the Trudeau government just uh, 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 implement a new program for black entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Only black entrepreneurs. That's discrimination. We will abolish that program. And if we want to have, if we want to have a program on entrepreneurs, it would be for every entrepreneurs. But they're doing that. They're putting you in a little box. You're black. We're going to have program for you. You're white. You must be uh, ashamed of you. You must. You have a lot of privileges. So and and. and or, or you're, you're, you're Muslim or you're Jew. For me, it's not important. You are a person, you are a Canadian, so we have policies for you. We want pander. And I'm doing the same thing. I was in Northern Ontario and I had a question from a journalist over there. What your party will do for Northern Ontario? I said, nothing special. Nothing special. We're gonna, I'm not pandering to your region. I won't pander to re region. We have the best policies. We have a vision for this country based on freedom, personal responsibility, fairness, and, and respect. And all my policies will be good for your region. So that's another way to do politics. That's why I'm saying we are doing politics differently. And, uh, and on immigration, that's another example. They are pandering. They want to have votes, but I can tell you a lot of immigrants are on our side also. They're saying, you know, I came here on the rules and I'm very proud. It was a little bit tough for me to be a Canadian. Now you open the doors to everybody. I don't like that. So we have support from new Canadians on our immigration policy because they came here to celebrate our freedom and, 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 and they wanted to be part of our country. And so, and they, they had to follow some rules to be able to be a Canadian. So now that's not the case. Everybody is welcome. 
and uh, it's always more and more. So we have support from immigration uh, community on our immigration policy. And actually in Quebec, the Premier of Quebec, Mr. Legault, did that debate at the last campaign and he said, I want 20% fewer immigrants. Nobody said that he was, he was a racist. Nobody said that. And, and, and he was able to win that election. But we started that debate in Canada at the last election and that would be part of our platform for this election also. And I understand that we can have more and more support. We just need to be out there and to explain our policies. That's why I'm saying we are a smart populist party because I don't appeal to your emotion as a voter. I'm appealing to your reason, to your, to your intelligence. And so take the time to read our platform because I believe that you are an intelligent person. And if you read it and like it, I hope you'll support us. If you don't like it, please don't vote for us. Now you mentioned China. I feel like Canada and the government has a really strange relationship with China. Even in the United States, you'll hear Biden discredit communism and socialism. Now his relationship with China is a whole different thing. But Aaron O'Toole and the Conservative Party, they talked a lot, and when he was running for the Conservative leader, they talked a lot of anti-China rhetoric. Now, I believe to this day, they've taken that platform off of their website. What would you do differently in terms of relationship uh, with China, you know, to to make our dollar stronger, to make our trade stronger. Would you do anything differently other than just opposing them? Would you oppose them? How do you feel about it? Uh, we will oppose them, absolutely. You're, you're right about that. Uh, they must not be able to buy our natural resources. Uh, and, uh, and at the same time also, the influence of China is everywhere. Um, I'll give you an example. In a, in a university in Alberta, they had a discussion at the board level about the influence of China here in Canada. And one of the board members said that we must ask our professor to do a study about the influence of China and having more data, more factual data. And the answer of the board was no. Why? Because they receive funding from the Chinese Communist Party. So we must stop that. That must be illegal. So it's everywhere and, and um, I believe in a free market, I believe in democracy, and we must fight communism. We must, and right now Trudeau is helping China a little bit. You know, when you have the Chinese communist army that is in Canada to do some training mm -hmm. to, you know, it's not our job to train the communist party of China to be more efficient. Um, so we'll stop all that. And we have a strong platform uh, on China and to promote Canadian sovereignty. That's why I'm saying we are putting our country first. You know, this government is sending money to a Chinese development, development bank. So uh, uh, helping China to be more efficient, to, um, to give uh, money to African countries. So when they're doing that, you know, it's not, it's not free. There's, there's nothing like a free lunch. So our country is helping China to have more influence in Africa. Yeah, it's, it's so, basically helping colonization. Yeah, so we'll cut that funding. Uh, we'll cut the funding. We're giving money to African countries to fight climate change. Do you really believe that the money is going there? I don't believe that. So that's why when I'm saying we're going to put our country first, uh, our sovereignty first, we're going to cut foreign aid, and we'll bring back that money here in Canada. And we'll do everything to stop the Chinese, the influence of the Chinese Communist country here in our, uh, Chinese Communist Party, sorry, here in our country. 
I want to talk more about some of the other politicians uh, that are anti-lockdown that have showed up to the same uh, protests that you have. There's Randy Hillier, there's Derek Sloan, there's Jim and Belinda Karahelioses, but they've all, they're start, Hillier's independent, Derek Sloan may or may not be starting his own party, Karahelioses have their own party. Why, what do you think is the hesitancy to all come under the same umbrella? I mean, if we're all starting new parties, the newest party is the PPC. Yeah. Whether you completely agree with them or not, it seems they would much rather fall under than the PPC than the Conservatives that they're no longer welcome in. Why do you think there's a hesitancy for everybody to come together? And, is, and do you think that's part of the bigger problem? But first, for Randy Hillier, I must admit that uh, his daughters, she's running for us. She, okay. She's a candidate for the PPC, so I'm very pleased with that. And Randy is helping me also here in Ontario. And I must thank him because Randy was the first one. He's the one who started and the Lockdown National Caucus. He called me in Montreal and in the beginning of all that pandemic and he said, Maxime, uh, I'm against that. You want to come under an um, uh, the same umbrella ending the lockdown national caucus. And who's all in that? Yourself, Randy, Derek Sloan? Derek Sloan, uh, Randy, myself. Uh, also, there's other um, provincial politicians in Alberta and also some mayor all across the country. Mm. So that's, and Randy created that. And, um, and thanks for him on that. So, uh, and Randy, as you know, is a, a provincial politician here in Ontario. Um, I don't know what he will do at the next provincial election, but I believe that he won't, he won't run at this federal election, but I'm very pleased to have the support of his daughters and uh, he will help us, he will help the PPC. So concerning Derek, you're right. I don't know if he will create a party or not. I told him that he's welcome in our party, we can have a discussion about the euro in the party. And he said, no, we never had that discussion. So uh, I don't know what he will do, but I don't see a need for a new political party only on ending the lockdowns. When we at the PPC, we have that policy. We created that party based on freedom. So for us, it was natural to be against these uh, draconian lockdowns in the beginning. And we have a, a, a comprehensive platform on a lot of very important issues that the main the establishment politi uh, politicians uh, don't want to discuss, like uh, ending the Paris Accord, no carbon tax, um, changing the equalization formula to be less generous and fair for every province, um, immigration, we just had a discussion about that, on uh, balancing the budget mm -hmm. in, in, a, in one term. O'Toole said that he will balance the budget in 10 years. He said that, but at the same time, he is asking for a four years mandate. So he is saying this, the same thing that Trudeau is saying right now. He won't balance the budget. So we're saying that we're going to cut all the fundings for uh, COVID-19, and that's important, and foreign aid, like I said. So answering your question, we have a comprehensive platform. We, we, we are the only political party against these lockdowns since the beginning. So I hope that uh, these other politicians that want to run at the federal level will come with us, but we'll see. I cannot force anybody. I believe in freedom. <laughs> I believe everybody is responsible, but uh, I can tell you that um, that will be a strong uh, uh, policy that will push forward during this election uh, against lockdowns, against vaccine passport for more freedom and against uh, authoritarian governments. Yeah, I think if either if you're a PPC supporter or not, if all those people came under the same umbrella, it would be a much 
uh, stronger platform. And I would if they want to win, I would encourage them to all come together. So I'm a little bit confused as why some of those politicians that I named don't do that, but that's not up for me to decide. Mm -hmm. uh, you were obviously uh, made a smart move, I think, going to all these anti-lockdown protests. One of the first people is, you mentioned with Randy Hillier and then Derek Sloan and the other ones followed. How do you feel about the image that's been painted of them and the image that is real, the reality? Because I see two sides to it. You've got uh, Mayor Nenshi of Calgary and uh, Jagmeet Singh saying the racist uh, rallies, which we did plenty of videos about, about here. Uh, we did one count one time, just me and my cameraman. We were the only white people in a crowd of 50. So it was a crazy statement uh, for them to make. And then on the other hand, you've got some of these anti-lockdown groups with leaders that are very suspect. I mean, you've got the one guy from the group, The Line. You've got uh, the, the hugs over mass people. And, and they're not the most honest people. So where do you see the balance between, you know, these are all racist and these are all the, the best people, freedom-loving people in the world? Is there a balance we can come to there, just maybe on the belief system? Yeah, first, uh, you know... Uh, Jack Mead is doing that because he doesn't want to have a real discussion on the yeah. issue. So <laughs> saying that everybody is racist and white supremacist, it's easy. Uh, but I believe the population, when they, they look at uh, actually what you're doing here, you're there, you're, 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 we have some visual of, of these rallies. So it's, it's not only white people, it's people from different ethnicity. And, and so, and, and that's, you know, they try to discredit us and, and the anti-lockdowns uh, movement, but they won't be successful. I remember when Randy started that and we did our first rally uh, here in front of the provincial legislature in Toronto in a park. It was raining and I think if we had 20 person, that, that was the maximum. But that movement is growing and now when we do a rally, we will have a rally uh, soon in Montreal anti, uh, for an uh, anti-vaccine um, uh, passport. I believe that we'll have a lot of people. So that movement is growing. They cannot discourage us. And people you know, are looking at us and they know that we want to have that debate. We want to have that discussion. So, uh, and that's why I said it's important to vote for your values because we need, I believe that Canadians need our voice and I need their support. I need their vote because we need to have that voice, that freedom voice in Ottawa, in Parliament, and we will after this election. And we'll be able to use all the parliamentary tools to, to debate our ideas, uh, parliamentary commissions, uh, uh, question, question period. So that would be important. And I think people realize that all the other parties are the same on a lot of issues, including these ending the lockdowns. So if you if you want a real debate, and we believe that we have the science on our side right now, everything that they did was not based on science. And so it was based on, on polling and uh, be sure that the population would be in compliance. And so they changes the rule all the time. So that being said, I believe that we have a great opportunity and all these people will come and if they want to vote for their values, we at the PPC will surprise a lot of, uh, a lot of Canadians and will do way better than we did at the last election. I think the last thing I want to ask you, Maxime, um, we talked about the criticisms and the fake news with the lawsuit you're involved in. The new thing now with the Chris Sky group is saying you're actually a globalist. <laughs> Do you want to address that at all? Would you rather bury all that stuff and forget about it? Do you have anything to say about that? But that's not true. I don't know why uh, Chris is saying that. Um, 
if you look at what I did when I was a minister and before politics and after politics, and if you look at our platform, uh, I don't want to spend five minutes to say to everybody that I'm not a globalist. <laughs> that's that's a factual thing. And uh, they're doing that to discredit, my, to discredit myself. Um, but uh, if you want to be, uh, to be in politics, be a candidate. Be a candidate for the Liberals or another party and we'll have that debate. But uh, that is not true, not based on facts. And I'm very confident that people understand that we are the only national political party that is putting our country first against globalists, against the UN. You know, we're not for the UN compact on migration. We don't believe that everybody has the right to come to Canada. No, mm -hmm. it's a privilege to be Canadian. And we, we won't sign the Paris Accord. So all our policies are for more sovereignty for our country. And, and when he's saying that, give me a fact. He said that I was with Soros. Show me a photo of me with Soros. I, I don't know that guy. You know, I didn't have any meeting with him. Uh, I know him because he's a public uh, figure, but I never met him. I didn't know him personally. And you won't find any photo with me with him. So that's only... Sorry about that, but BS to discredit us. But like I said, I believe people are intelligent. They will go on the website, they will look at what I did in politics, they will find that it's not true, and they will come and support us. I appreciate all your time today, and I encourage all the leaders, of course, to come in and speak with us, right from Annemi Paul to Justin Trudeau. Is there anything else you want to say to the audience before we let you go? Well, I want to thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. And I'm asking at your people, if you want to know more about the People's Party of Canada, don't hesitate. Go on our website, peoplespartyofcanada.ca, and read our platform, and you'll see. And I'm asking you to vote in line with your values. And if you're doing that, I believe that you will be able to support the People's Party of Canada. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Maxime. If you guys want to watch this ad-free, go to rebelnewsplus.com. We had a great time here. I'm thankful for you to come in. It's great to have people come into the studio. You know, we're supposed to be six feet apart at all times, not shaking hands. <laughs> no hugging, as David Menzies found out. So I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.